0: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
1: Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COV podcast here at Ausbiz. I am your host, David Scott, joined today on this April 19 by Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, look, after a four-day long weekend... How was it uh, turning up to work today?
0: Yeah, it, uh, uh, one lie was a struggle. Four days are outstanding. We finally got some Sydney weather that didn't need snorkels and flippers, so that was certainly a bonus. And uh, yeah, a bit of a lukewarm offering from the US so it, we we're you're never quite sure and of course I I got into work today in about like three minutes. I thought there's nobody here to trade but you know what? What a positive day we had.
1: Yeah, that afterglow of that uh, break maybe still resonating or maybe even the fact that uh, we've still got of course the Anzac Day long weekend next weekend so maybe a few people parlaying into that. Uh, just a few people bridging up. that gap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm chasing the weather from uh, from beautiful Port Victoria where I was hanging out uh, over the weekend. Uh, yeah, it's some stellar days outside in Sydney and, and aren't we uh, due it after what's been pretty a pretty average period of time. And uh, look, back to the markets, of course. And uh, yeah, closing at fresh three-month highs today. Now, low volumes. You wouldn't expect anything other given True. the circumstances. But once again, it's a very familiar story. It's strengthening commodity prices and a bit of the banks. And whoosh, go, up we go again.
0: Yeah, we did. Well, of course, uh, Scuddy, we were on air at 1 minute to 10 and just watch the screens light up across the board. And, uh, and BHP was out of the blocks, well, plus 1.7. Normally, Scuddy, when you get uh, a weak number out of China, which we did uh, yesterday, China's GDP, yes, the headline did look better than expected at 4.8% for the quarter. But retail sales absolutely tanked. And so uh, yet again, and we've had this discussion several times, there's always this expectation that we will get stimulus, but you just can't keep that commodity sector down right now.
1: No, not at all. And uh, it's interesting what's going on in that uh, commodity sector. I went and wrote about it as part of my, uh, my, my view today. And uh, just the question marks. you know, we talk about backward dated futures curves. So to the layperson, what does that mean? It means that the prices in the near term are much higher than what they are expected to be in the longer term based on what futures pricing is. And uh, to me, it just, it's a big bet that uh, a lot of the disruption caused by the Russia conflict is going to be uh, short term in nature. And uh, look, as I pointed out in my view today, if, you, uh, if Russia has to go and cease all military operations right now and withdraw today, will they be welcomed back into the international community with open arms? Uh, I'm a bit sceptical, and super, the supply side of the equation isn't in a position to go and respond in the uh, the near or medium so, term. Uh,
0: so dare we say that this uh, inflation in the commodity price space is transitory? Is that what you're saying, Scotty? Yeah, well, may,
1: uh, look, potentially transitory, but I think it might be higher for longer I, I i do suspect that we might be looking at a bit of a well, won't say it's structural but uh the ability for these commodities to snap back and go mm. and address some of these supply demand imbalances the only way i can see really like you no know, sharp drop off in prices like some of the futures curves are suggesting is if we have like an almighty global recession now Who's decided that we we won't go into a downturn? <laughs> well, it, it is the 20, central
0: banks might be doing their it, best. It, it, but it yeah. is the 2020s, of course, <laughs> and
1: anything's possible. But, uh, yeah, I just I think that maybe we're getting a little bit too complacent that this will be a short-term uh, solution. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit sceptical that it will probably be a bit longer than that. But anyway, last, let's get back to some of the other great conversations that we had on the program today. Uh, yeah, David Lane from Audemarsnet, uh, very wide-ranging conversation today.
0: Yeah, we did. Sometimes he, he sticks to a theme, but, uh, but, I mean, this time round, Let's face it, we're trying to get some nuggets from the US. We've got our own uh, quarterly reports coming up, which is interesting because – as we've just been discussing, those share prices are red hot in the resources space. We actually get Rio BHP South 32 reporting over the next couple of days, so we'll be keeping a BDI on those.
1: Yeah, and it's not just the miners that are releasing quarterlies at the moment as well, also some of those wealth managers, the wealth platforms are at Hub 24 was actually one of those today. Share price rocketing higher. Premium also had an absolute stonking day, but Hub 24 we thought that would be a pretty opportune time to go and see whether it was worthy for uh, the uh, portfolio here on the call. So today uh, we had uh, Andrew stepping in to go and fill the void of Koshi. who's enjoying a well-end break and he sat down with Gary Glover from Novus Capital and Mark Garner from Macro Capital to get their views as to whether Hub24 is worthy as a candidate for the other portfolio. Take a listen. Anyway, I sort of, it just feels like the stock is pretty highly priced here but it is kicking the goals. So that's the positive. I just feel like this is the wrong... It's a tough market here for high growth at the moment and the stock eggs is trading under its fifty day moving average at the moment. But yeah, closer to twenty five dollars is probably, you know, a, a reasonable entry here. But I don't think you should be sort of looking too too long here for, you know, even though those good numbers, it is pricing against some pretty you know, some high numbers as well. So I just think in this environment it's gonna be stuck here. Right, it's not a it's not the most fantastic um, area to be in at the moment. I think the market's kind of going to provide you with some some con- pretty consistent headwinds for quite a while. Um, look, this this is a probably one of my favourite growth stocks, um, this, say, zero ordinate sort of thing. Um, I've been trying to buy this on dips and expecting it to go far lower than it has, and it, it's it held up fairly well. So there we have it. Like it, but um, just too exy. So not going to be put forward for a candidate for the portfolio, which, of course, we'll go and have a chat about with our investment committee towards the end of the month. Uh, Some of the other great chats we had today, Elon Miller from uh, AL Capital. Uh, Lots of challengers out at the moment, uh, and definitely AL Capital have got a slant towards more defensive parts of the market. Gave us three stocks for, so something for everyone, depending on what you like, uh, whether you like rising rates, you like... uh, uh, Pricing power? Pricing power. Or
0: you're feeling hungry?
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> winner, winner. That's all I'll say. You probably, <laughs> about half the, the audience now probably nodding their heads in agreement knowing exactly what I'm talking about there. Mm-hmm. So that was a really interesting chat and uh, I enjoyed that one. Also, uh, Carl Capolingra uh, Usually comes on a Friday, but of course, he's not going to be here this Friday. So we did uh, crypto, yeah, uh, well, macro, micro, macro, crypto. Micro crypto, Today yeah, on the program. It's always one of those ones that people love to go and have a look at the charts and I uh, you know gives his take about what's going on in various aspects of the, the marketplace at the moment. So definitely well worth your while. And he
0: just while. lets the charts do the talking as well I, I quite like that if the trend is your friend carl is on board
1: yeah just respect the price action ignore all the noise and uh, let's be honest there's plenty of noise out there at the moment mm-hmm. uh yeah so annette uh, what's the uh, general consensus we'll be looking for in the week ahead we got the rba meeting minutes out today i don't think it was really anything earth shattering that we didn't know we're waiting for more information now uh, i think all of us know that's probably another jobs report another inflation report another waiters report and then get out of the way of the election and then maybe go in june
0: yeah, exactly. I think it's it is still down to how much. We've still got a couple of people who think that, you know, we'll just tinker at the edges and, and maybe not go till July, August, talk to Majabin at City today. They're still with August, but you know, we could get some data that, that shoots the lights out. But let's face it, June's fully priced. I don't know if, cons- if consensus is June, but the market's already there, so it's up to the data to absolutely tank from here, and it's not this week. All we've got this week now is uh, is weekly consumer sentiment tomorrow, and it's pretty slim pickings. And then we have a wonderful long weekend, Mark two, and then it's April twenty seven CPI day. All eyes will be on that.
1: Yeah, what do we reckon? Like, if we get a st- absolutely stonking trim mean figure that uh, is like say you no. Know, half a percentage point above where consensus is. There's something like, you no, know, outlandish. mm mm-hmm. Surely that's going to be enough for the RBA to go like, okay, we've we've overstayed our welcome with ten basis points of the cash rate. It's time to get well, moving. Well,
0: as as we all know, Scotty, when we certainly cover it live here on Osby's, when it drops, when at the end of last year, when the CPI absolutely shot the lights out in October, it uh, signaled the abandonment of yield curve control. The markets absolutely smashed the RBA policy, so that could well happen this time around.
1: Yeah, and inflation shocks have led to shock policy announcements. It's got to be. I remember when we got to. A very, very weak figure, I think it was uh, in early 2016, and that was enough to go and see the IBA going cut rates at the mm-hmm. time by 50 basis points. So that was very, very unusual for the time. So that figure, although they have gone and tweaked the, uh, the way that it views inflation uh, rather than uh, just wanting to see like a forecast there, they want to go and see it actually in the band, a real – Decent number. We'll probably go and turn the screws on the board to go and get moving. So we'll keep a close eye on that one. But as you mentioned, the calendar itself is pretty quiet. We got to that Chinese data over the weekend. But uh, nothing that was, I do know earth really. shuttering there. We know that the lockdowns. I think you know, around about a third of Chinese GDP, and, uh, and, a, and a quarter and a quarter of the population yeah. is in some form of lockdown at the moment. So no surprise that retail sales are tanking.
0: And anyone we speak to in the region just says that that policy is here to stay. No one wants to call the end of the policy. So you can you kiss your Chinese data goodbye uh, for several more months until the CCP meeting later in the year.
1: Yeah, Sinovac's out with the new uh, candidate for uh, the vaccine. Let's hope that it goes and works again. Omicron, so China can get back to being with the Mm. rest of the world and uh, and move on because it's certainly a bit dire at this point in time. Which, uh, from a macro perspective, if uh, if it's not going to be a lot on the radar today uh, today or for the remainder of the week, it's probably going to be all about U.S. earnings season. So, getting some of the tech titans coming through this week. So that's going to be really interesting. Netflix, yeah,
0: bit of a bellwether for can stay-at-home trends last after the pandemic, and I think that's the poster child.
1: Yeah, or just have kids like I have, and then you can just go and uh, no be permanently <laughs> on uh, Netflix Kids. Little baby bum is, uh, is doing the trick at the moment for my young one, but uh, oh, yeah. that's uh, that's a good enough reason for uh, to go and, and I've pay got the t- price. And I've
0: got the teenage bracket, so they're, they're certainly wearing well, We've got the, the market button. sewn up here, yeah. so yeah, a
1: number of d- other names out there, Tesla as well is going to be interesting. Yeah. And of course, uh, speaking of Tesla, Elon Musk's uh, a quest to go and take over Twitter. Who knows where that's going to go end up? But yeah. uh, certainly, uh, sometimes inter- we
0: forget that Tesla's actually about producing cars. Do you think we'll get an update on cars or an update on whether he's taking over Twitter?
1: Yeah, maybe some software uh, <laughs> upgrades to go and allow for uh, for self driving mode and everything else, and then all the doomsday. That come out. Yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, certainly you just need to go and keep a track of what's going on. Grab the popcorn and put the feet up <laughs> and watch that show. It's uh, it's worthy in itself. Well, look, we're not going to leave it there. Let's go and uh, wrap it. We'll see Brian early tomorrow morning on air. We'll be at there eight thirty.
0: Eight thirty.